Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to Australian performer Wayne Scott Kermont. Now, Wayne has been in the industry for about 40 years, so he has so much wisdom and amazing stories to share with us. Right now, he's in the show Spiegelesque at Parramatta Riverside from the 17th of June to the 26th of June. So make sure to buy your tickets now if you haven't already. But for now, let's get into this interview and hear all about the show. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our new Patreons, Irene and Bev. If you would like to support us too and receive free and behind the scenes stuff for as little as $4 a month, go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rave it up. Now let's get into the interview. Hi, I'm Wayne Scott Kermont and you are listening to Rave It Up with the fabulous Lauren Yates. So make sure you stick around. Don't just listen to me and Lauren, check out all the other wonderful people that she's had on uh, her program. You'll love it. Do this. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Savani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving I'm it having up. fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. <laughs> We're raving it up. Wayne, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show today. How are you going? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for having me, Lauren. You're very welcome. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Well, uh, yes. Fortunately, a little busier than we all were last year. So that's that's a good thing. Exactly. We've got to be grateful for what we've got. Absolutely. Now, since this is your first time on the show, we'd actually love to get to know you a little bit better. And I thought starting from the beginning of your whole career and how you found your love for performing might be a good place to start. So you were born into a show business family, which is really, really cool. Your grandfather and his uncles were Tivoli performers, and then also his parents were also performers. So you're a fourth generation fourth generation performer. Did they force you into it at all in the beginning, or did you just fall in love with it straight away because you grew up around it? No, uh, they didn't force me into it. But I guess being in a show business family, um, obviously I was very involved with you know, barbecues where people are juggling, you know, utensils or suddenly acrobatting down the side drive or <laughs> other performers coming in and doing a time step or or singing an aria. And I just figured that's just what everyone did. But um, particularly for my dad, yeah, he was, um, and my, my granddad and, and, and my great-grandfather, that was really, yeah, though it was passed on and it was um, considered that's what you're going to do. But no, fortunately, mum and dad, gave me the opportunity to um, to discover um, other opportunities, which I did. I, I still have a passion for flying and for oh, um, aircraft. That's, cool. that's different. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I actually um, I got an apprenticeship for Hawker de Havilland, which is here at Bankstown Airport in Sydney, as an aircraft engineer and hopefully moving on to, you know, become a pilot. And um, But, yeah, I was working with, uh, with mum and dad, on the Gold Coast when I was 16 
and I was watching watching mum and dad on stage and obviously other performers that were in the show as well and a wonderful orchestra on stage. It was the new Grand Hotel at Labrador and they were opening the venue. And I think, I know it's very, you know, it's like an epiphany really, but uh, I had the realisation that, wow, actually my folks are actually making a living out of this. Yeah. It's not just what they do. It's not a job. It's uh, obviously it's a way of life. It's a passion. It's a love. But they're actually also making a living. And uh, so from that point, uh, we came back to Sydney and I cancelled my apprenticeship, went back to school, and then I got a job at the Theatre Royal in Sydney uh, from a friend of our, a friend of ours named uh, Ron Balcom, who uh, his parents were a slack wire act and they were part of the Tivoli as well. So, and uh, he was working backstage on a musical called uh, "They're Playing Our Song" with Jackie Weaver and John Waters, and um, they needed a floor mech. And so my folks said, "Well, if you're going to learn theatre, you really should learn all aspects of mm, the theatre." All the ropes. And uh, so yeah, I finished school Friday, started in uh, the theatre role here in Sydney. Saturday morning, Sue Natras, um, beautiful Sue, uh, sent me down to the pit to um, to do all the soundproofing, and wow. I worked on worked in the theatre for about twenty months as a floor mech and a flyman and props master with uh, a wonderful play called The Dresser with Gordon Chater, Ruth Cracknell, and Warren Mitchell, and I was sixteen at the time, and yeah, I was um, given a lot of responsibility, but yeah, the wonderful thing was I got yeah. <laughs> But I got to watch, I, I got to stand in the wings and, and watch such wonderful performers like Nancy Hayes, Geraldine Turner when they were doing Chicago, the Sydney Theatre mm. Company version, a long time ago now. But um, The love just Yeah, that certainly over. gave the bug. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, uh, so there's no regrets that you didn't, you know, mm, continue the no, no. airline business? <laughs> well, yeah, I think, well, we're, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're all suffering at the moment, but... Um, but I think from, you know, watching, it was actually Chicago that uh, Rabina Beard and Dolores Dunbar said there's an audition for a show coming up, which Rabina was working on called Barnum. And uh, they said, you should audition for the role of Tom Thumb, even just, you know, ensemble. So I did. I went down to the old Capitol Theatre and nine auditions later, um, John Robbo uh, rang my folks and said, uh, we'd like to offer Wayne the role of Tom Thumb. And I was 17 and the rest is history. And I heard at 11 as well, you got cast as the tap dancing sailor in Gypsy as well. 11's That's really, right. really young, you know. I don't know how you yeah. did it. Well, I actually went to the audition with my cousin and uh, Betty Pounder was was taking the audition and she realised, uh, she said, you're a Kermond, don't you? And I said, yeah. She said, well, I know your family very well. So obviously you could do a time step. So he <laughs> no dragged pressure. me on stage, did a time step and, and said, um, I think we'll need you in the show. So... Yeah, I ended up um, playing uh, alongside Tony Lamond and Gloria Dawn, playing a tap dancing sailor for four and a half months at the and Old I'm guessing Magic. that was your first time on stage too, right? So how did you get over those nerves of being in front of an audience and how do you still get over those nerves? Well, it, was, um, it, it wasn't my first time on stage, but it was my first time in a musical mm. on stage in, in, a, in a musical theatre piece. So, look, I think when you're 11, it's just all fun and fantasy and you just roll <laughs> with it. Playing. It was just like, wow, I get to wear costumes. and But I, I had a, an understanding of it because I'd been working and performing with mum and dad. I would only ever come on the finale and bits and pieces like that and maybe mm. do a handspring or a time step and do a couple of tricks. And But, um, yeah, doing um, 
Gypsy was certainly, uh, I, I guess, it really opened my eyes up to music theatre because I particularly remember standing behind the house curtain and Donna Lee was playing my mum in the opening. And uh, and I don't know if anyone's heard the um, the overture to Gypsy, but it it's probably one of the most beautiful and wonderful overtures of any musical theatre piece. Obviously, West Side Story is, um, is is quite prominent as well, the prologue. But I remember standing there as a kid and just hearing the orchestra in the pit and just going, "Wow, this is just fantastic!" And and they're paying me forty three dollars a week. What more could I want? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> eleven. What a dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And do you still get nervous even now on stage or is it kind of more just an adrenaline rush? A, a bit of both, Lauren, a bit of both. I think um, I think the nerves are a good thing. I think particularly when you're obviously opening night and previews and leading up, you do. But I I think the, you just got to turn the, neg- the, sorry, the nerves into a, a, a positive. I think it keeps you on edge. It keeps you assertive. It uh, just keeps you in the moment. Mm. And... Uh, but on the other hand, you've also got to, um, you know, you've got to make sure you keep control of the nerves because you don't want to get the Elvis League and all of that happening and <laughs> suddenly losing, you know, control and letting the, the nerves grab you. And I'm finding as I get older, um, auditioning, I, I find that a little bit tougher now than performing, I guess because, um, and no, this is not ego intended, but it's nice when I get offered roles, but I'm not auditioning as much. But when I do audition... I'm a nervous wreck. I'm actually quite hopeless yeah, at the moment. Which you just is, really got to prove yourself. Really weird. I can understand. Yeah. It's so hard. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Um, so I think that's where the the, the nerves uh, on stage. I have um, I have pretty good control of that, and uh, and I think when you're playing characters and particularly doing cabaret and so forth, um, it's something that I really enjoy, and I enjoy that that uh, you know living on the edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which happens, you know, every time you walk on stage, you you really are you, exposing yourself and you know to an audience, and and that's I think that's the adrenaline rush. That's that's the, that's where you do it, isn't it? Yeah, and I had a previous guest on before, and I remember it was a while ago, but I still remember it because it was just so prominent what he said about nerves. If you don't have nerves, it kind of means you don't really care about it anymore. You you know, you want to put that point. effort in every single performance and make it even better than the last. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, that's that's where the nerves and, you know, just turn them into a positive and, uh, yeah, use them. It just it keeps you alert and that's a, yes. that's a good thing. Something to think about next time you're feeling a little bit nervous. It's like, oh, yeah, exactly. I care about exactly. it. That's what Lauren said. <laughs> yes, exactly. I yeah. will. Thank you, Lauren. That's okay. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. 
It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. Now, is there any regrets that you didn't go down more of that airline path? Because, you know, a lot of people, when they get into this sort of industry, they feel like they need a bit of a plan B, you know what I mean? You know, as they call it, a plan yeah, B, just in case it doesn't work out. So has there ever been any other plan Bs for you, you know, starting out? Did you get into, you know, being a waiter or a bartender or, you know, there's, there's always some weird stories that we just don't know about. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... Particularly when I was working backstage and um, and in my early career, um, look, I was very fortunate because you know the eighties and the nineties were a great time for music theatre, and you know there was a lot going on. It's um, so I've been very very you know lucky because I guess probably the best thing I can offer to any young performer coming into the industry is versatility. Mm. And, um, you know, if you keep your options open and don't be frightened to do and try everything, you know what I mean? It's only going to enhance and uh, help you as an all-round performer. So, um, but getting back to your to your question, um, yeah, I, I sold land crabs once. That was really interesting. Interesting. At the <laughs> yes. And so I had to demonstrate these land crabs and, um, and I had to put them on my arm. And I remember one time I had this uh, lovely lady and her very young daughter wanting to buy them as pets you know these these land crabs and I'm going oh yes they're very tame they're fantastic yeah look I'll just put one on my arm anyway the the damn thing got its claws and went straight into my wrist and as you know that's kind of pretty you know there's not much skin going on there Mm. so I'm sort of going yes they're absolutely harmless and they're wonderful pets to have and trying to do the big sell while this this damn lamb crab, lamb crab is like grabbing right at my uh, at my arm and the pain. Like just so, do it um, any other time, but just not in the sale. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so that's probably one of the most bizarre other geeks I think I remember doing in my early days. Yeah, mm, but uh, look, you know, I uh, I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> no, fortunately, fortunately, and I don't think you could probably do that and sell land crabs anymore. But um, oh. yeah. But we all, you know, that's you've got to have something to talk about, put in your book, haven't you? Exactly. Something to share in the interviews. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And even what you said before about kind of doing a little bit of everything, you're just a pure example of that because you sing, you dance, you tap dance. I'm just going to put that a little on the side of dancing. Um, you do acrobatics, slapstick comedy. Like, what can't you do? Um, <laughs> Do you, is that kind of advice that you'd give to people kind of wanting to get into the industry to kind of do it all? Because there's so many people that just want to stick with singing or just stick with dancing, but especially musical theatre, you kind of need to do both and combine them. Yeah, well, I think, I think you know, triple threat is certainly coming back. Yes. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think it's, uh, there's any harm. And I think the, the more skills, you know, being a musician as well is only going to enhance your, your vocal ability mm. um and obviously as a dancer you know you you have a bit of classical uh that's only just going to help with your technique and obviously but i think if you open yourself up to to learning as much as you can in the business and um you know even just you know cracking a whip or something but <laughs> you'll find a lot of that i've yeah. sort of acquired like barnum for instance my first um sort of australian touring show is obviously based on the circus and P.T. Barnum's life. So obviously, you know, I 
was taught how to do the teeter board and and um, whip cracking and and uh, trapeze. So things like that was was great, and they, you know they're, they're paying you for it. So I think probably the the most important thing is is when you go to an audition, if someone says, "Hey, can you juggle?" Yeah, absolutely, and they just right. go away and quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then come back the next day and just yeah, look look at me, you know. So that's what makes the job really fun and interesting. You're always learning something new. <laughs> exactly, I think um, you know you never stop learning in this business, and you never stop meeting interesting and wonderful and watching great art. And I think that um, that's a great thing about our industry is, it, you know, you, we're like a sponge and I think you've just got to keep absorbing, you know, information and, and, and yeah, just keep learning skills because they will come, you know, in hand, they will come in handy one day. Yeah. I promise. And those new people coming in the industry, you know, are always here as well. They've got to remember to, if, you know, say in on a, in or non, in, you know, Oh, in, in an audition, if yeah. you know someone says no and rejects you, don't take it personally. It could be just, you know, they have a specific person they got to find. It could just be that you're one centimeter too short or you've got the wrong hair color. A lot okay. of people take it so personally and, you know, get really depressed about it. You're absolutely right, Lauren. And, um, you know, and I, look, it's a, it's a difficult industry. And I know a lot of people will say to you, particularly people not involved in the industry, like, you know, how do you deal with the rejection and how do you deal with the insecurity of the business and not knowing when your next gig is? And mm. But that's the challenge and, you, you know, there's you do it because it's more than just getting paid each week. There's a passion and a love for it. But, yes, you do have to train yourself to um, to get used to the knockbacks. But as you say, Lauren, don't, don't take it personally. You know, it um, you just got to remind yourself and say, well, obviously, um, you know, they're missing out on me. So yeah, the right job and will come. Exactly. And you do a great audition, the director, choreographer, casting director might um, you know, have you in mind for something else that comes along. Yeah, so absolutely. you know, exactly. So just putting yourself out there is the most important thing. And I think when younger particularly, and this is going back to what I was saying earlier about auditioning, you have no fear. And I think that's a good thing. So don't don't be frightened to just um you know, to throw yourself in the deep end and, and go for it in auditions. But also don't, uh, don't take the, the rejection personally because, if anything, turn it into a positive and just go out there and work a little bit harder and you'll get mm. the gig. you just got to hang in there. That's the most important yeah. thing. The right ones will come, as you've shown, yeah. you know. Great opportunities Absolutely. always come your way, which is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I know that, you know, I, I do have to bring this up, you know, I think we're all sick of talking about COVID, but I want to bring it around to a more, you know, positive and a helpful way for our audience because, you know, we're all affected by COVID, obviously, and lockdowns, yeah. a lot of people losing their jobs and entertainment was especially hit hard because you weren't allowed to do your performances live and, and tour right. around the world. So I really want to know, how did you get through COVID, especially mental health wise? I think um, uh, projects. Um, fortunately, I I have a um, yeah around the house. You know things that we say we're going to do and we never <laughs> oh, do them. The long, so, long list that everybody has. <laughs> exactly. So that's exactly what Katie, my wife, and I did. We just uh, wrote a list down. Obviously, for everybody, it was that first sort of two three months where it was a kind of a a bit of a shock and just going okay, this is weird, but... It's nice to take a break after so long, but want to get back yeah, to it. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, it is, 
for us at times, you know, you, you will have a week off here or a month off here between mm. gigs or something. So you kind I think because we've, you know, I've been in the industry a while, um, I didn't sort of phase me too much. But as time went on, yes, it did. And that's when I think we basically just went, I took on just projects and made my made myself busy um, and did some building things around the, the house and uh, and particularly just kept uh, honing uh, my skills as a performer and also started writing. That was yeah. Really were you writing cool. on like new material for yourself, creating projects? That's right, and uh, in the actual and just, industry, uh, not just around yeah. the house. <laughs> and just uh, and yeah, starting on a on a project of of, of writing, uh, which I haven't um, sort of really got into, but. Um, uh, I really started to enjoy it and just sit down and say, hey, what, what, what's it like to write a sitcom? So Ooh. I sat down and started writing one. Okay, and, um, I'm excited. Hopefully that's yeah, a future thing. Which, yeah. which, which was great. So um, I had a bit of uh, help from uh, Katie and uh, from another friend of ours. And, yeah, so we had a lot of Zoom meetings and uh, just threw some ideas and, and just based it on experience that uh, Katie and I have had uh, with, our, with the business and, and so forth and then said, just write what we know so that's what we started doing and is that like in yeah, the pipeline to actually be released or just just written well that, just there, there is a plan I, don't, I mean I don't want to give too much away but okay. um but but yeah it was um but uh it was very therapeutic and it was great doing the zoom thing but um I'm sure after a while everybody kind of got a bit sick of zoom yes. um we say so, as we're uh, on zoom right now yeah <laughs> Yeah. But it's actually been a long time since I've been on Zoom, which is okay, so that's is good. Great. But the mean, great thing about Zoom was is that it, it allowed all of us to um to connect and mm-hmm. uh, realize that we're all going through the same journey. So, you know, Zoom was certainly a really important tool last year. But yeah, I think uh, last year it was just taking on projects and really keeping keeping busy. But it was a weird time. It was a really weird no. I know Katie and I really felt for the younger generation, particularly. Um, you know, the industry is tough enough, but to um, to sort of have this curveball thrown at um, you know to at everybody, society it has been really, really, really weird. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I can't explain it. I and mean, unfortunately, we're kind of still going through it. But um, I'm hoping, you know, that at least we got some shows back. Exactly. We're starting to get back in and, you know, shows are happening and uh, and we're very fortunate in, in Australia. You know, that's where our isolation has been a positive thing, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and i got to say, coming out of it to us in entertainment are so much more grateful for what we've got, you know. Now when you yeah. go on stage, I'm sure you're like, I'm going to just bask in every moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't. Uh, I think the last gig I did last year was February 29th, and that was with Spiegelesque at the Joan Sutherland Theatre. And two weeks later, obviously, we all got the, over that weekend that, um, you know, it was all going haywire. And uh, I didn't walk on stage again until October. And again, it had to be in a, an environment. I was just doing my cabaret show with, um, with a trio. And when I did the opening number and then I welcomed the audience, I started getting quite emotional and a little bit welled up when I was talking. And obviously we didn't have a full house because um, I think we could only have 50% at the time. So I think in a 400-seater house, I think we had about 130 people, but they were very appreciative to be there as I was to be on stage with um, live musicians. But, yeah, it was quite 
emotional. Um, I don't think you realise how special and what we do until it's taken away from you. And then, you know, when you walk back on stage, and I'm sure that's been the same for for all the entertainers, whether it be uh, and musicians and production people, that um, just walking back into a, a live venue is uh, it, it was quite emotional. Uh, which I think is probably empowering because it just makes you inspire more to, uh, you know, to, to get back on, uh, get the wheels turning again. Yeah, way better than staying at home. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we're a bit sick of that, aren't we? <laughs> yes, <laughs> want to get out. <laughs> exactly. Well, you got to keep exactly us up to date with that. Plan? you got to keep us up to date with that syncom, though, you know. Maybe you can come back on the show when, when we finally know about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd yeah, love yeah. to talk I'd to you about it. Man. Yeah, that that would be fantastic. Uh, you know, I mean, you hear of projects like this, and they can take you know sometimes five, ten years. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we were working on it prior That's right. to. Right, I'll still COVID. be here with Rabbit Up, so <laughs> if it takes ten years. <laughs> yeah, but um, but COVID was a good accelerator, so that was the positive side yeah. of uh, COVID, where we uh, we ended up sort of really having the time to to really dedicate to writing and coming up with ideas, and yeah, putting pen to paper, which which was fun. Did you know Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneeffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. I'm also so amazed by this next thing I'm going to bring up because uh, so incredible that I've never actually interviewed anyone that's done this before. So I had to bring it up. You are a principal motion capture performer for the animated films Happy Feet and Happy Feet 2. I really want to know, how is that experience for you? Is it really uncomfortable wearing those suits? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, well, no, it actually wasn't because we wear, wore a full body unitard. And um, and when you get to work with George Miller, you'll wear anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, with that opportunity. So, um, exactly. So there was a cast of sort of six, seven of us who were principal cast uh, members who did all the, the physicality of um, the principal roles in Happy Feet 1 and 2. So fortunately, after doing the first one, but it was really interesting, Lauren, because the technology from the time we started shooting the film to even to the end of the film had changed and grown so much. Wow. So we worked over a period of like three years to do Happy Feet 1 and then went, then going to Happy Feet 2, obviously the, the technology 
uh, CGI and all that even had improved again. So I think I started working on it in about 2006, 2005, and then Happy Feet 2, I think, was released in 2011. So what's that? That was about seven years all up. So on and off at that time, you know, technology had changed a lot. But, um, yeah, running around uh, all of us in, in black uh, unitards with dots all over us was, um, was certainly an experience. And uh, Do you get to make up was... your own moves or do they tell you what to do? You obviously have to walk like well, a penguin, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, obviously we had, to, we had to create, we had to learn how to, you know, um, mimic and, and they wanted to get the, the legitimacy of uh, walking like penguins. Obviously when we all started tap dancing and dancing, we sort of let, but we still had to keep that, that uh, feel of, of being penguins mm. and um, which was really fun and, and interesting. Oh, sure. we, were kinda, we were working on a sound stage. It was probably about the, I guess, the size of a basketball field, probably a bit bigger actually. Wow, and, that's um, huge. And lots of, lots of cameras above us. But the technology was quite amazing. But, um, look, working with George Miller and all the team, and I think on the first film there was a thousand and one people working on the movie. Whoa. It was um, it was pretty innovative, and it was really amazing to be a part of. And um, yeah, and to think you know it won Academy Academy Award, and, um, and I got the opportunity to, as as uh, quite a few people in the film did, to hold on to it and Ooh. hold the uh, Academy Award. So yeah, very very fortunate. Did you end up watching the movies yourself and be like, "Ooh, that was me." <laughs> Yeah, well, we were all invited to um, the, the the preview. They uh, hired a cinema at uh, at Moore Park at the showgrounds there, and uh, they brought it. Who I think uh, might have been Robin Williams came out and uh, with um, George and announced the movie. And we, as all crew and cast and everybody involved, and we all sat down and and watched it, which was really cool. And wow. yeah, you do go. Oh, I remember doing that scene, or and yeah, it was it was fantastic. But George was great to work with because he um, he allowed us to to put in input as well. So you know, particularly myself, if I had some comedy ideas or a line or whatever, um, George would take it on board and then yeah, get it. You know, yeah, we'll put that in. We'll do that. So it was an amazing experience and uh, something that uh, yeah, I really um, really enjoyed and treasure. But yeah. very different to theater. Very different I know. I've it. never interviewed anybody that's done that before. So I'm like, ooh, got to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fortunate. I mean, I, I, I've done some uh, quite a few uh, telemovies and, and stuff as an actor, but to actually be, um, you know, pretending that you're a penguin. Um, <laughs> a bit different. In a motion capture. Yeah, it was, uh, was certainly unique and uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun. A lot of hard work, but uh, a lot of fun. You can tick it off the bucket list now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't. I don't know if that one was on the bucket list, but it it certainly ticked. I can tell you that. Yes, it's one of those things that you're like, I never thought about doing it, but I've done it. That's exactly that's really cool. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, again, working with uh, George Miller was mm, yeah, yeah, uh, dream come true. Yeah, learned a lot. So you've been performing for over 40 years now and some of the other shows, in case, you know, people don't know, you've been in like West Side Story, A Chorus Line, Singing in the Rain, The Producers, Anything Goes, and Hairspray. That's really cool. So there's so <laughs> many amazing musicals and, you know, you're, you're always on stage, which, you know, must really help with the question I'm about to ask. But with performing and having to dance as well as sing sometimes at the same time and just moving around in general, 
how are you keeping in shape as you do get older and kind of keeping up with, you know, the youth that are coming in and all the new competition? Yeah. Well, I think um, obviously I'm getting the more mature roles, which is great. And I'm really enjoying that. Um, regarding fitness, I swim a lot. Swimming's my thing, ocean swimming. And uh, I really find that I really discovered that uh, sort of 20 years ago when I um, was cast for Singing in the Rain uh, to play Cosmo Brown. And obviously my acrobatics and my tap dancing was a huge asset. But uh, David Atkins, who directed and choreographed the show, wanted to go very much down the, the original movie feel. So Make Them Laugh, which is the big, you know, the comedy slapstick routine mm. that my character does, uh, David spoke to me about it and said, well, and I said the same thing. I said, if you're going to do that routine, you have to do the run up the wall at the end. I mean, you know, the audience is waiting for it. So um, it'd be a bit like doing Singing the Rain without the rain. So <laughs> so I just basically just went, okay, I've really three months out when he cast me and we sat down and had a chat. I just, um, I kind of just went into a, a fitness regime. Sorry, that was my phone. That's um, all right. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I just went into a fitness regime. So I just started uh, jogging on the beach and uh, I've always loved swimming in the ocean anyway. So I thought I'm just going to get into swimming a lot more. And I've just found swimming is just great for your breathing. Mm. And, um, Which and is I, something it, you need to do while you're singing and you're dancing. <laughs> exactly. And um, so I haven't stopped. And it's interesting because this month or May just gone, uh, 20 years ago is when we opened Singing in the Rain. So wow. that, that time's been, um, yeah, that time's gone quick. But I think for me particularly, I think it's really important, even just walking. And um, obviously last year with COVID, and people did a lot of walking, taking on a lot of activities and stuff. But I find for me just to, to keep fit and because um, this, you know, my body's my instrument. And yeah. if it's not working at 110%, then I'm not working. So mm. it's really important to take care of your instrument. And um, But I find I really love swimming. I find it's my zen um, in the water. And I, I swim through uh, winter as well. So Wow, yeah. that must be cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I, you see, you know, people in Europe and particularly, the you know, in Norway and parts of that, the, the Norwegian countries, and they uh, they get in rivers of ice and stuff like that. So I figure, you know, it's still quite warm down here, so I can put up with it. Cold therapy. <laughs> yes. Well, keep it up. You're doing a great job. You know, you you look still so young. So you know, oh, there's thank still you, so Lauren. many decades well. left of performing for you. I I hope. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm planning to stick around for a while and annoy a few people good because you're just amazing to watch you know I watched a few YouTube videos of you I haven't seen you live yet but with the with the project I'm about to bring up I will be so (laughs) your most most recent project and I'm hoping I am pronouncing this correctly Spiegelesque did I pronounce that right you did Lauren well done yes all right he's like (laughs) German I'm like okay gotta yeah embrace that inner German so for everybody that, you know, might not know about it, maybe don't have tickets yet. It's like a combination of cabaret, circus, some burlesque and comedy, and it will be at Parramatta Riverside from the 17th of June to the 26th. So go buy your tickets now, guys. <laughs> and I'm personally so excited about it. And I'll be there on the evening show of the 18th, just to let you know. So I'll be in the crowd. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Can well, you I'll please... point you out Hard yeah, time. so you're no, going to chuck me on stage, are you? Oh. <laughs> no, no, I would never do that. 
No, I, I don't mind, you know, let's have a laugh. <laughs> can you please tell us about what we can expect from the show? I guess without ruining it, of course. <laughs> uh, look, I think you hit the nail on the head with um, your wonderful summary just then. It's, um, it is a great, it's a cabaret show. And going back to the, the roots of my heritage and my family of um, that vaudeville style uh, of comedy, the physical mm. comedy, but also just that variety of variety theatre. So you've got, you know, side acts, you've got the comedy, you've got the dancing, you've got the singing, um, all basically thrown into one melting pot and you've got Spiegel-esque. And yeah. it's a very, um, it, there's nothing to, um, you know, it's a show where you don't have to think too hard. It just, it's just all there for you. But it's also a show where we, as the, uh, we as the cast and the audience go on a journey together. And my character that I played, the MC, um, is a bit of an alter ego, I guess, uh, vain. And he, um, he basically just comes out and just sets the tone and says, let's go. We're going to be naughty. We're going to have fun. And here we go. And uh, we go on a ride together, which is, uh, which I really enjoy. And for me, um, and I guess going back to my, my cabaret roots and my variety roots, I break that fourth wall and there's a lot of interaction with the audience, particularly with myself. And, um, and I enjoy that. I enjoy, enjoy that off the cuff and, um, you know, and, and getting to know the crowd. And because I think Australians love, you know, uh, seeing their uh, friends having the mickey taken out of them as long as it's not them. Yes. <laughs> it's like you being a clown pretty much. Well, it is. It is. It's absolutely. I'm, and, you know, I I'm, I'm love clowning and uh, love the physical comedy. And, you know, I've always been inspired obviously by um, Donald O'Connor and uh, Buster Keaton and all of those wonderful, the Marx Brothers, I mean, the list goes on. But um, so what we've done is is just basically uh, put the old style and just served it on a new plate. Yeah. And, uh, is it, it kind of told like a story or is it just a mixture of like really cool acts one after the other? Well, it's actually, it's very different from from what people would see in the sense of having acts. We have a, a very a very thin through line, but um, it's probably driven more by song and dance and comedy. And uh, obviously we've got some circus in there as well. But, um, yeah, it's not a show where you're going to see act, 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 act. It flows. And me sort of linking it. Yeah, there's um, you get to know the characters, uh, we get to know the audience, and, uh, and we take you uh, on a pure journey of pure entertainment. And, mm. you know, people come out of the show and... Uh, it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. And Which is what we need after fun. the year we had last year. <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. It's just about, you know, it's having, yeah, it's not having to think too much and just having a laugh and having to sing along and, uh, so and be, uh, yeah, just pure, pure entertainment. Mm. And is this your baby or is it someone else's baby? <laughs> no, well, it's actually, um, it's evolved. I first, I first worked uh, at a Spiegel tent in, um, well, I did, Smoke and Mirrors back in 2011 with IOTA and um, worked in a beautiful, uh, I think it's called the, the, the something Spiegel tent, the original Spiegel tent, I think, in Hyde Park in Sydney for the Sydney Festival. And then we went and did the Ember Festival and went to New Zealand, did their festival. And I just fell in love with being in the tent. Then I was offered um, uh, to MC uh, a show in Melbourne in a smaller Spiegel tent called a Spiegel, Spiegel Zelt which is a mirror tent 
And she was originally from uh, Belgium and she was like 95 years old, this tent. Wow. And um, it was just, as soon as you walk in, you just walk into another world. And she just created this beautiful atmosphere, atmosphere and environment. And suddenly you just absolutely transferred back to an era. And that's what we have tried to do with, with Spiegelesque is take people back to a time with a contemporary feel. So even though we're in Parramatta and, you know, we're in the black box in the Lenox Theatre, but we've made sure that it feels like you're in a Spiegel tent. We've made sure it feels like you're in a in another world, and uh, and that's exactly what you know the, the the show does, and we try to try to do and take you everybody on a bit of a journey. I'm sure everybody in that show is incredibly talented. <laughs> yeah, it's a great cast. It's a it's a my our son uh, Alexander. He's in the cast as well. He plays like a song and dance man. Another was, generation uh, performer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How far down right. did you go? Um, He's fifth generation, so um, yeah, he'll have a great life and be poor like me. But, <laughs> no. but he's grown up around it, just like you. He has, he has. He's uh, he's grown up with it. But again, um, he's you know he's made that choice to be in the business as as I did, you know. And mm. I think when you come into the industry and you make that choice for yourself, you're doing it for your reasons, not for anyone else's, you know. And that's. That's been really, really, really important for Katie and I to make sure that, you know, Zan has made that that choice to be in the business because he certainly didn't come into it with rose-coloured glasses. He <laughs> he saw the nuts and bolts of how difficult it can be and also just producing your own work, which is what Katie and I have been doing for the past 25 years with our own show, Candyman, which we toured Australia with as well, um, which was basically a song and dance show celebrating Sammy Davis Jr. So, yeah, it's... um. It has its ups and downs. It's tough, and Katie and I are, are producing this show. But we have a great cast. We have a lot of fun on stage, as much we do backstage, and that's really important as well. But I think, um, you know, we did the show in 2019 uh, at Glen Street for about four months in their cabaret room, and also in 2018, and we've taken it to a few festivals um, in Queensland. So wow. the audience really, um, I think, just loved the uh, the lunacy of the show but um it's also very stylish and uh and it's also a lot of fun mm, definitely are you the director as well or just the producer no 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 uh katie katie's our, our director and choreographer and wow uh, that must be really uh weird for your son to be directed by his mom and produced by his yeah. dad how is that to be like whole working as a family is it nice or you kind of sick of each other all by the end of the day <laughs> no i think he, uh, we all really respect each other, and and obviously you have your moments. There's no denying, um, but we we make sure we wear our hats of titles that we're 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 doing in the show, and mm. you know if Katie's directing, and I might have a suggestion, but I'll always, you know, pass it to Katie, and then she can pass it on to the cast. Or, but it's it's important, I think, with with particularly live. Uh, entertainment that you you need a set of eyes out front uh, you know for me to direct it or whatever wouldn't be mind you I just I just directed Will Rock You for Packerman earlier this year and um, that's the first time I've directed uh, a musical in the sense of and being in it I haven't done that before I've directed musical theatre but I haven't been in it but to have played a, a role and also to have directed it but fortunately Katie was choreographing so she was also directing with me which was great so mm. yeah it's That's a bit um, too much work to be in it and directing exactly exactly there's certainly I admire anyone that 
that does it. It's, a, it's certainly a skill. But fortunately, I've um, I've got Katie there, who's got a great set of eyes. And uh, but getting back to your your question with um with our son, yeah, look, we we're very very aware of the fact that <laughs> he's got his mum and dad, but he loves working with us, and we love working with him. That's and, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's we're very fortunate. We're very lucky. An only child. Yes, he's our only uh, only Aww. child. Um, so it's kind of like and, the three uh, musketeers. That's how I am with my parents. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really lovely. And getting back to singing in the rain, he was um, he was cast in the show as a young Cosmo when he was I think he was eight years of age, nine. Aww. So he had he toured all over Australia with us, and um, he toured Asia. And Katie was in the show as well. So thanks to David Atkins, he kept us together as a family, and we got to to travel together and we had the most wonderful time holidays yeah yeah Yeah. and I think for him you know growing up in the business he um you know he learned a lot again just from watching but it was wonderful because the cast just saw Zan as a bit of a mascot and they all just treated him with respect and loved him and you know he became one of their own really Really following in Dad's footsteps, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're kind of hoping you get into golf or tennis. You know, there's more money in it. But anyway, that's <laughs> already are the sports, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's for you after Spiegelesque? Are you wanting to write more, create more, or is it going to be this sitcom next that we can really look forward to? Well, Spiegelesque, I think, is still in her uh, early days in the sense of we're wanting it to uh, to take a t- touring next year around regional Australia. Oh, so that's great. that's the plan. Yeah, so we've really sort of built the show production wise for this um, this production in Parramatta. So we're really putting together a, a good template for a, a touring production uh, for next year. Um, but yeah, for me personally, um, I'm actually doing. Uh, Wicked for Packerman in July, August, and I'm okay. playing the Wizard, which is which is fantastic. Big big uh, role. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm really sort of pursuing Lauren more my cabaret side of things. I'm thoroughly enjoying that in this uh, in this part of my life, and um, I'm really enjoying having the um, being able to really converse with an audience, and I I really love that interaction. So. Yeah, look, music theatre, I, I certainly wouldn't say no to it, but I'm not really chasing it. I'm really enjoying the cabaret side of things at the moment. Yeah. Well, keep going. I'm going to keep an eye on your, you know, or everything you're going to do in the future. No, thank you, Lauren. Thank you yeah. so much. And, All right. You know, thank you. You've got you a cheerleader here and a fan. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. You know, we um we, we can't do it without, without you guys and, you know, we all need to support each other. Absolutely. And, uh, and, you know, thank you. Thank you for, you know, supporting not only me but our show and, and everybody in the industry. It's, it's, it's wonderful to spread the word. That's, uh, yeah, without an audience we, uh, we don't eat. <laughs> that's pretty yeah that's pretty true <laughs> yeah. but you are welcome i'm always here for you so keep in contact <laughs> i will thank you lauren do you love the world of entertainment and do you love writing well you could be perfect to join rave it up we are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website raveituptv.com you must speak fluent english and be passionate about everything entertainment from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com. 
This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. Now, Wayne, I think it's time for a game. What do you think? A game? All right. Yes. If you're game, if you're game. Yes, I'm definitely game. So we've, I like the spin on words there. No one's ever done that before. Like that. <laughs> Thinking on your feet. I love it. We have a uh, legendary game here on Rave It Up. It's called the two-minute okay. hot seat. So it's really oh, easy. Right. Okay. All, I do, all I do is ask you questions and you have to pick your preference. So it's like singing or dancing, dogs or cats. And right, we can do so, that. so you know all the right. answers because it's all about you. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. And there's a bit of a competitive element because there is a leaderboard with everyone that's played the game on the show. So when we finish, uh-huh. we can see how many questions you answered in the two minutes and see where you sit on the leaderboard. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wow. Pressure. No pressure. No pressure at all. all right. Beautiful. <laughs> it's just a great way for the fans to get to know you and what you like and, you know. Sounds great. It's just right. fun for the guests to have a bit of competitive element too. <laughs> all Nothing right. Wrong with that. Stopwatch out. That's important. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready when you are, Lauren. Let's go. Okay. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Apple or Samsung? Apple. Oh, rap or rock? Oh, rap. Rock or pop? Oh, no, rock. <laughs> uh, pop or country? Pop. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach or pool? Beach. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Both. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Hat. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Singing or dancing? Both. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny... That's a good one. Will Smith. (laughs) Mall or online shopping? No, no. Not online shopping, no. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Gelato. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Family. Football or soccer? Soccer. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Curly. Eye colour blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Or werewolf. (laughs) Texting or calling? Calling. Sydney or Melbourne? Sydney. Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? Movies. Starbucks or Gloria Jeans? Gloria Jeans. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? 
Twilight. <laughs> and we're out of time. I gave you about two minutes 15 because it was over Zoom. So there's a little bit of a delay, you know. <laughs> How many questions do you think you answered in that time? Oh, let's say, I'll just say a wild guess. Uh, 25. Oh, a lot more than that. <laughs> 35. You have answered 40 questions, believe it or wow. not. And you are sitting, let me look at the leaderboard. You are sitting number 47 on the Rave It Up leaderboard. There's 121 people that have played this, so that, that's really good. <laughs> so who's got the, uh, how many questions is number one? Uh, 101, believe it or not. 101. But I have a feeling she, because it was her second time on the show, and right. I, I gave her a mixed version of the list so she couldn't, you know, know what was coming. But I think she just wasn't giving her honest answers. It was just like, just answer as quick as I can. <laughs> throwing them out there. Where with well, you, you know, I could see that you gave honest answers. And I'm sorry for getting you to choose between singing or dancing. I kind of knew that you're probably going to say both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's too um, hard to choose one. It is hard. It is hard to choose. It is yeah. hard to choose. I've, <laughs> Both sides have uh, have given me uh, a wonderful career. It sure has. That was fun, right? I love that yeah, game. Great line. Yeah, thank you. No, that's uh, I think that's the first time I've ever done a game, played oh, a game like that in yes. the interview. Yeah, <laughs> you always remember Rave It Up then. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. 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 Yeah. I will spread the word about Rave It Up. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, we've been around for this is the 11th year and I've had that game for so long. That's why, you know, 121 people have played it, uh, but I hadn't played it for so long. So all the fans were requesting it back. So that was my big like New Year's resolution thing. I was like, I got to, I got to bring it back for all the fans. <laughs> well, I'll have to train hard next time to get up to 101 questions. Yes. Will, next I'll... time we'll do it in person. So, you know, you can right. go even quicker. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll swim a few more laps. That'll help. Yes, get get the breathing right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well. well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview, Wade. It's gone so fast and I've had so much fun. But as Thank a closing you. statement and what's probably the most important question, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? My 14-year-old self? Wow. I think knowing what I know now is uh, enjoy every moment mm -hmm. and appreciate the simple things. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really good for all the young listeners to remember as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep, just live for, uh, live for every moment and every day. And Absolutely. Uh, the old saying, isn't it, the simple things in life are free and it's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't, I think just don't complicate your life. Keep it, uh, keep it simple and, um, yeah, and don't get stressed. Like when we're all stuck at home, you know, we were stuck with our families and our loved ones, which was fantastic. And thanks to Zoom, yeah. we could just keep in touch with the people that we couldn't be with. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we, we live in a wonderful uh, age of technology. And, um, mm. But it's just, you know, life is about balance. And I think you've just got to make sure you, uh, you keep that balance. That's really, really important. Mm. Take care of yourself and keep those relationships thriving. That's a good Absolutely. Way. Don't be frightened just to... Uh, ask if you need help that's the most important thing oh absolutely and i'm so glad you said that actually i hope everyone remembers yeah. that and before yeah. we go if our listeners would like to contact you or find out what you're up to where should they go yeah. oh well they uh, i've got a website they can yes. go to waynes.kermon.com.au we also have a uh the kermon creative uh website uh obviously there's my facebook page and my instagram page um i don't do the twitter thing 
Um, I don't do that anymore either. Just I was like, this is annoying. Definitely. <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, if you if you go onto social media and and my website, but look, you know, you can type anyone's name in Google, and no, uh, you'll true. certainly find. How do you exactly think I, I did all my research on you? A Google search. <laughs> exactly. It's quite an amazing um tool to use. So uh, yeah, look if you want to know what I'm up to, yeah, just type in my name and. Uh, there's, uh, there's plenty of stuff there that you can see, even me running up a wall, I think. Oh, cool. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> and thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today, Wayne. I really appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure, Lauren. And I think the sun's gone down as we've had this wonderful it has. interview. Thank so. goodness that you uh, put the light on in the background there. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's my own little follow spot right there. Yeah. But, well, you gave um, so you. much amazing advice today, so I'm really hoping the listeners take everything on board. Oh, look. It's, um, you look, everyone's got their own journey in life and, um, yeah, you just got to uh, enjoy it. That's the most important thing. Cause, well, I um, love interviewing people that have been in the industry for decades because you've got so much wisdom to share. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, look, you know, um, I'm just very, very fortunate. I've been very, very lucky and there's so much talent in this country. There's so much talent throughout the world, but particularly and I'm very proud to be an Aussie. And I'm very proud of the talent that we have in this country and particularly the, the younger talent coming up in this country. And I get the great opportunity of working with, with so many young people and I thoroughly enjoy it because uh, I really, really love watching them. And also because I'm learning from them, uh, I'd hate to be auditioning against them now <laughs> because I, they're a lot more skilled than I ever was at that age. And, um, you know, I really admire the the young talent in this country and uh I think the most important thing is just hang in there. Don't give up. Just mm, hang in there. Definitely. Well, let's definitely get you on the on the show again in the future, okay? So let's keep in touch. Okay. Hopefully next time we can do it in person because you're in Sydney too, aren't you? I am, yeah. Sydney-based, born and bred, yeah. Yeah, so. We're local. <laughs> yep. You know, um, but putting nothing behind, uh, you know, love Melbourne, lived and worked down there many times in Brizzy and Adelaide and Perth and, yeah, all the great, um, you know, Hobart. They're, uh, we're very, very fortunate to live in a great country. So, uh, mm. yeah. But Sydney is your home. So keep in touch Sydney's with me. I love the beach too much. That's my problem. <laughs> so you must live very close to the beach then, I'm guessing. <laughs> I do, yeah. live very close to the beach. And, uh, oh. yeah, it's, good. it's good, good, for my, uh, good for my head. I'm a, I'm a bit jealous. I'm like 45 minutes to an hour away from the closest beach. So... <laughs> That's, that's pretty good because um, it's a lot closer than Alice Springs. Look that's at it true. that way. Yes. <laughs> it's too hot there. I can't stand it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.